1: faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
2: This week we wrap things up early with the two most insane things that happened this week. One of them has almost biblical implications and everybody missed it. Imagine, if you will, a nuclear armed Taliban. You don't have to, actually. 68 members of Congress were concerned enough about it to write a letter to Joe Biden this week. A bipartisan group. Did you hear anything about that? No. I had to read about it in India today. What are they... So worried about by now, you know, all about that controversial transcript that was leaked was a hit on Joe Biden by our intelligence agencies. And in it, he's talking to the now former head of Afghanistan. And that guy warns him, hey, the Taliban's taking over. And Joe basically tells him to lie about it. Well, that's gotten a lion's share of attention. But there was something else in there, something equally important, something totally terrifying that changes everything. The group thing, the popular speak right now in the U.S. is that the Afghan army crumbled and there are a bunch of useless hacks. They're not. Why was Ghani calling Biden in the first place? Keep in mind, this was a very successful military venture. An army of over 300,000 that had taken 50,000 casualties battling the Taliban since 2010. That's a big level of commitment. No one here would join the army if... The casualty rate was that high. So what was Ghani worried about? What was he asking Biden about? What had changed? This is what everybody's missing. And it's chilling. It's just as important as the lie Biden told. The thing everybody's talking about, impeaching him over now, won't happen, but they're talking about it. It's this. Ghani says, Mr. President, something's changed. This is why I need your help. What's changed? Three critical, terrifying things. We are facing a full-scale invasion composed of Taliban, he says in the transcript, and this is the key, full Pakistani planning and logistical support, and an army, an additional army in addition to the regular Taliban of 10 to 15,000 terrorists predominantly Pakistani terrorist thrown into this, Ghani says. So what does that mean? What actually just happened here? It's not what everyone thinks. Our supposed ally, Pakistan, to whom we gave nukes, just went to war against us in Afghanistan, using the Taliban as their proxy army. And yes, this was an act of war. Who specifically went to war against us, the Pakistani military. And what is their goal? They have long been sympathetic with the Taliban. They want to use it as a larger expansion of the Pakistani army to take on and overthrow the elected moderate leaders of Pakistan. So what? So that they and the Taliban and the military leadership will get control of not just the country, but the nukes. And so this is the reason. If you want to understand why Joe Biden is in such a hurry, it's because the plan is to capitulate to the Pakistani military, the Pakistani Taliban, and the Afghan Taliban. They're all the same people. In an extension and an expansion of Obama's Arab Spring. What was the Arab Spring? Putting radical Islamic jihadist in charge of countries, This gives you a better idea of why, after 10 years of committed fighting and 50,000 casualties and numerous injuries incurred by the brave fighters of the Afghan army, guided only by our air support and just 2,500 of our troops on the ground, um, these guys began to flee when they hadn't done so before. It was because for the first time, they weren't just fighting the Taliban, which they'd learned to handle. They were fighting the Pakistani military. The Taliban and Pakistan's military had mounted a joint attack on the Afghan army. This is what was new. This wasn't a sudden turning tail at the last moment. This was something we hadn't seen before. Let's go back to that line. We are facing a full scale invasion composed of Taliban, full Pakistani planning and logistical support. Okay, what happened here? We're getting to the part with the nukes, the terrifying part. Pakistan, which is next to Afghanistan, is a really weird place. The Taliban is essentially a Pakistani terrorist group. The elected leaders of Pakistan are fairly moderate. The leaders of the military are not. Think, you know, Middle Eastern countries, military coups. The leaders of the military support the Taliban generally, both the Pakistani Taliban and the Afghani Taliban, which are basically one, but they have separate names. The leaders of the military have been secretly assisting and training the Taliban and really goading them on. There is a significant section of Pakistan that would like to be ruled by the Taliban. That's a problem because we gave them nukes. So it's basically the moderate leadership of that country essentially versus the military for power. Although the moderate leadership, wink, wink, nod, nods at the Taliban trying to make the people think they love them, while at the same time trying to hold on to their own power. That's the complicated dynamic. And it just changed. When Ghani called Biden, what he's saying is we are under attack by the Pakistani military. This is an act of war by one of Americans america's allies an ally that wants to see the taliban in charge of pakistan with nukes what has the taliban told us for years their number one goal is i mean besides terrorizing the world and launching terror attacks and spreading islam wherever it'll go they've told us for two decades they want the nukes in pakistan folks So when you see this, the media has essentially lied to you by glossing this over. Ah, they just ran as soon as the Taliban showed up. Folks, there's only 70,000 Taliban. There's 300,000 Afghans. So in, in the army, in the Afghan army. So they should have been able to kick their tail. But what happened? Well, suddenly the, the Taliban had the weapons. They had, the, the Taliban had 15, uh, 10,000 to 15,000 additional Pakistani terrorists, but more than that, they were facing a full-scale invasion with Pakistani planning and logistical support. And listen to this from the transcript. Ghani points out to Biden, you're pulling back your air support. We can't fight what is essentially the Pakistani military-backed Taliban without your air support, he says. And he points out that Biden's forces are suddenly extremely cautious in attacking Taliban. In other words, here we got this Taliban invasion by people whose goal it is for the Taliban to take over Pakistan and have the nukes. And all of a sudden, the air support is hesitant under Biden. Air support is us to attack the Taliban. What's up? He saying? it's going to collapse. That's a totally different view from what we've been told. So what does this mean for Pakistani military leaders who've had designs on taking over the country? They've grown two militaries, their own, the actual enlisted of Pakistan, many of whom are sympathetic to the Taliban, including the leadership, but also a secondary military, one that can grow through international recruitment now in Afghanistan. That's why the Pakistani military backed and provided logistical support for the invasion. They unite the two and they'll easily take Pakistan if they want it. They almost did under Obama. They got within just a few miles of taking the capital. I told you that yesterday and controlled almost half the country. And right now they've got a fighting force they've never had before in the Taliban. It's at peak and they've got 62 billion dollars worth of military equipment. And Jake Sullivan National Security Advisor to Biden and Mark Milley, uh, the head of our Joint Chiefs of Staff, are working overtime to get them the $9 billion in aid that was supposed to go to the Afghan government. That's right. Like I said yesterday, Sullivan was seriously talking on TV about giving it to the Taliban. Or at least agencies inside Afghanistan, which means it'll go right to the Taliban. They control everything. So what we're facing here, folks, the potential... Of those nukes falling into Taliban hands, a goal they have been clear for a long time is their Alpha and Omega, their main thing. It is terrifying. Now, let's go back to what the 68 members of the Senate and the House were asking. Among other things, this. do Because this shows they know, they're aware of it. Do you have a plan to ensure that Afghanistan, under Taliban occupation, will never acquire nuclear weapons? Here's why they're asking. The Biden administration doesn't have a plan like that. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me, as woke as they are, if their plan is to ensure the Taliban gets nuclear weapons. Everything they've done indicates that's the plan. So the threat to this country now is way beyond terrorism. A nuclear-armed Taliban with access to nuclear fissile materials that could be used in many ways. Think EMP for detonation over the United States of America. I'm not even going to go there. It'll give me nightmares. Bottom line, here's what India Today writes about this group of lawmakers. A group of U.S. lawmakers have urged President Biden to ensure that the Taliban, which is now the de facto de facto ruler of Afghanistan, does not destabilize Pakistan and acquire nuclear weapons folks let me answer the question we have no plan like that we have no ability to have a plan like that we gave up our bases we could have easily kept them and let the whole country fall with our bases we would have been at least in a good place to control what they do from the air that's gone now Which leads us to the second most insane thing this week. The disclosure of the deal to end the petrodollar. We've touched on this a bit in this podcast. The disclosure of the deal between Russia and Saudi Arabia to end the petrodollar. Saudi Arabia has been threatening for a long time to stop requiring that oil purchased from Saudi Arabia be purchased in U.S. dollars. That has blown the value of the dollar way up. It's been blown up that way for about 50 years. Now, Saudi oil and OPEC is likely to follow in their their footsteps. Saudi oil and likely OPEC oil will be sold specifically in rubles. Those are Russian. Yuan, which is Chinese. And euros. What are we seeing here, folks? The beginning of the Russian-European century. I don't know how China will fare. But Russia will have total dominance over Europe. That's where this is going. And there are parts of me that are okay with that. Wait, what? Yeah. Our woke culture is poison. It's poison to the world. Our censorship is a poison to the world. If I had to choose right now, unfortunately, this going to be devastating for us economically. If I had to choose culturally who would influence Europe for the next 50 years... I would choose Russia. Essentially, her culture is just too toxic. It's too unstable. And that is the deal that the Germans made. See, when you talk EU, you're really talking Germany. Germany is the iron fist of the EU, the ruler. Second sidekick is France. This is why when Russia wanted to run the pipeline into the EU, and I'm about to connect all this for you. It's all connected. All of this stuff is not separate stories. That is why when Russia wanted to, to run the pipeline into the EU, and there's lots of different ways they could get there, they went through Germany. Because all roads lead through Germany. Germany is the de facto leader, not on paper, but the absolute political force behind the EU. And they are in tight with Russia. What did Germany get for hatching this deal, because it really pissed off the environmentalists in Germany, for hatching this deal to build the pipelines to bring oil and natural gas from Russia into Germany and then into the rest of the EU via Germany. What did they get? A third of our printing press. That's what they got. That's why when Russia cut the deal to end the petrodollar uh, with the Saudi Arabia, they could have just cut it um, that Saudi Arabia would now do all business in ruples. Well, they didn't. And by the way, here's what Saudi Arabia gets for that. The deal we had with Saudi Arabia is we act as their de facto air force. We protect their interests all over the world. And they sell their oil in U.S. dollars, artificially inflating the value of the dollar, which, by the way, will soon here begin to deflate like a balloon on top of the inflation that we're already seeing. But why would Russia split it three ways? China, the euro and the ruble? Because that is is what they traded Germany, an inflated currency, about a third of a printing press. Don't be surprised when you start reading that Germany has begun to print small amounts of money. Russia is poised to rule the next 50 years. The third that will be sold in yuan is merely to pacify China and to keep that relationship tight as long as Russia needs it. But this is Russia's bid to become a world superpower. And with Joe Biden's help and the three point five million, they've got him I mean, they got him over a barrel. Hunter took it. We know that he didn't pay taxes on it. We know that, too. The Treasury Department flagged it for money laundering and it forced the FBI to open that investigation. Russia knows that they've got evidence of Joe Biden's crimes. They don't even need the laptop. They got him dead to rights. And that is why Joe Biden has done more for Russia to guarantee the Russian century that's coming. Uh, Half century. I should hedge my bets than anybody else. So let's wrap it all up right now. Let's look at this whole thing. What has just happened here. Joe Biden chokes off our pipelines ends federal leases. He's currently defying a court order to do that and decreases U.S. oil output. Meanwhile, Russian imports of oil and natural gas go through the roof in this country. We see a record level of Russian imports. Then he shuts down. The construction of our pipeline. There will be others. I guarantee it that he will block or shut down. While green lighting the most important pipeline uh, for Russia. That's going to give them this tremendous amount of power over Europe. Then what does he do? Or whoever's running him. We turn tail in Afghanistan. We don't even make a bid to stop the petrodollar from going to Russia. Those things. And folks, what the Saudis just saw in Afghanistan drove a lot of this. They watched us abandon our allies, not just the Afghan people, but more importantly, as I've documented in this podcast, homicidally abandoned the UK and France and, yes, Germany, which is fully on board with Saudi Arabia and Russia now to steal our petrodollar, if you can even call it theft, how we rolled over like a dying dog and gave it to them. There's simply nothing left but a power vacuum where the U.S. was. The power, thanks to Joe Biden, has all gone to Russia and also to China. This sets up the new century. Afghanistan was a key part of it. And those were the two most insane things that happened this week. They will affect the next 50 years in ways we can't imagine. But with the petrodollar gone, the U.S. broke and our status as a superpower all but demolished. I can tell you this, the next 50 years will look very different than the last.
0: Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.